Kumlan and Ablak Gemara. Today's block is Daf Vav Amar Aleph. In the payment base, the very last line. So the Mishnah said that a cotton is is uh, is is uh, exempt. And we said, what's the age of a cotton, a child that's exempt, an infant? So we had an argument. Shammai and Hill. Shammai says that the child is that young, cannot even sit on his father's shoulder. And and and, and Hill said, Hill said. If the child cannot walk alone with his father, that means that it's two things. The child is old enough to walk with his father, also doesn't need its mother all the time. That the child sort of weaned off his mother a little bit. So we want to ask the question at the very bottom of the page. Ezel Cotton, what's considered an infant, kosher enu that's exempt, kosher enu yochalukov al kasper shalavi. Cannot cannot sit on the shoulder of Sefer Shalov, on the shoulder of his father. Who brought him till now? In other words, you're saying that the, the criteria is if uh, from your Shalayim until the, the base Hamigdash itself, until the Harabais. <clears throat> so, but um, who brought him till? And, and that short space is that where the child doesn't need his mother. But who brought him to your Shalayim? So, in fact, you should say from his house. To the base Hamigdash, not from Yerushalayim. And so, <clears throat> and um, and right now the Gemara thinks that the mother doesn't have to go; she's exempt. So the mother is exempt. Who brought him to Yerushalayim? Amalebaya ad hocha till now the mechayv imei besimcha. I see, see The mother also came along. So till Yerushalayim, the child can come with his mother because the mother also has an obligation to come to Yerushalayim because there's a mitzvah called simcha. On Yom Tov as well, and a, and a woman have a mitzvah of rejoicing on Yom Tov to fed in the puzzle. You should rejoice together with your wife. So therefore, she brought Yishlaim. Now, from Yishlaim onwards, she's exempt to go to the base of Midrash itself. So from Yishlaim onwards, if he's old enough that he can hold on to the hand of his father, leave his mother behind, and hold on to the hand of his father, he's obligated. But if not, Potter, they're exempt. Now, we actually had the Mora Hashan made an argument. When we say that a woman has a mitzvah of simcha, we had an argument with Rabzeir and Abayah what it means. Because according to Rabzeir, it means that the woman has a mitzvah of simcha on Yamtas. But according to Abayah, it's a mitzvah on the husband to make her, his wife happy. She doesn't really have an obligation. But nevertheless, even according to Abayah, the fact is that women generally came there so that the husband can do his mitzvah of keeping her happy. There we had an argument, Rashi Tasis, what exactly Simcha means. Rashi means that he just has to buy nice clothes. According to Tasis, that the husband has to give her some of the meat. Because Simcha ain't Simcha Ella Babasa. So they used to bring a carbon, a sacrifice, and um, a carbon Simcha, or they had happened to have their carbonas that they had to bring themselves, like a carbon slumim, a carbon that they promised to bring, so they would, uh, they would share it with her. And that was the Simcha. So the Gemara, so <clears throat> the Gemara continues. Whichever way it is, the woman would come to the Shlam anyway. Says the Gemara, Hey, she, Rebbe, Taches, Beisil, Shamai. Rebbe was, was, uh, was thinking, to defend his great-great-grandfather, Beisil, against Beishamai, he said, I don't understand, how could Shama say the criteria is going on the shoulder? We know when Shmuel was very young, it says that Chanele also, it says that Chana did not make that trek to Yerushalayim. Why not? 
because she said Leisha to her husband, Ad when the child wins off me, I will bring him. So it's clearly from here, it's not just a little tiny toddler that can sit on his father's shoulder. And even a one-year-old can sit on his father's shoulder. It must be talking about somebody a little bit older than that. Shmuel, the Shmuel could have sat on the shoulder of his father, and yet Hannah didn't go because it seems that Shmuel was exempt until he was a little bit older, that he could walk with his father. So we see from here when he, when he weans off his mother. So we see from here that Beit was correct. Let me ask you, you think that's a strong question? So according to you, ask a better question. What about Chan herself? We just said that Chana should have gone to Yerushalayim. She has an obligation of Simcha. She should have gone at least to Yerushalayim. She didn't even do that. How do you explain that? Ella must be She saw that Shmuel was very, very delicate. And the Choshebe Bishmul, the Choshebe she was scared that Shmuel, the young little kid, couldn't make the trip. So she, as a mother, stayed behind and take and took care of Shmuel. And therefore, and therefore, we can't bring any proof whatsoever from here. It has nothing to do with how Lach has to do with his health. Okay, now we have an interesting question. Boy, you'd have Shimon Lucky. You just lucky to ask an interesting question. Sorry, couldn't we ask normally? Um, a woman would be over the regal. Don't we have the whole end of Tikkun God loss of Shlema? That the reason Shlema made balconies to separate the men and women, there was plenty of women there in the Mikdash. Two things that doesn't prove that they have to go. That was simply because they wanted to see the joyous festivities. And not because they had to, they, they went because they wanted to. Right, so um, we're not talking about what um, uh, what the mitzvahs, what the chivs are. There's no chiv for a woman to go or the regals we just learned in our Gemara. And we're saying they have a mitzvah of simcha, so they would come to Yerushalayim to uh, participate in the mitzvah of simcha. But they didn't go to the base of it yourself. If they wanted, they could have, but they didn't have to. Why this Lakish? Interesting question. We learned before that somebody who's crippled doesn't is exempt because it has to be early regal and they're exempt. So the question is as follows. Cotton, cotton, a child who is crippled. No, according to Beis Hillel, the criteria for a child that you know is old enough to be educated and has to go to basic English has to be someone who can walk, hold on to his father's hand and walk together. So obviously he's crippled is exempt. But according to Beis Shammai, he just has to be able to sit on his father's shoulder or a summa, someone who's blind. And as an adult, a blind person is exempt from Euler Regal, because we learned from Hakel, Lirais. According to both of them, Mao. What's the law as a child who's in that situation? Now, what's the question? The whole idea of Chinuch is to train a child so that when the child becomes an adult, the child can continue doing the mitzvah, because already it's in the system. So what's the Shaila? If a child is a cripple or the child is blind, as an adult, they'd be exempt. So of course, as a child, they're exempt. Sigmar so explains. Hey, what exactly is the question? The child that crippled, never. And will never be able to walk. Or sooner blind, never be able to see. Then what's the question? Of course, they're exempt. Hash the godl potter, if they'd be a godl adult, they'd be exempt. Cotton the boy. So you ask me a question when this person is a child, should we train him for what purpose? The whole idea of chinuch is to, to, get, to get them in the road. So when they get older, they can continue behaving this way. We're talking about, talking about a child 
that right now is limping, but we will will be will improve right before they become bamits. Or a or a blind person that um, that eventually will be able to see again, and the way Tasha learns before they become bamits. So the question is, what do you do? It, and I think it's a very interesting question. The question is, since when they will become bamits, they personally will be uh, obligated, so they should be trained right now. Or on the other hand, if an adult in this situation, the way they are right now, would be exempt, then why should the child be different? So do we do it you know, for the long term or we do it for the way right now? From Rashi would seem that even if the child, the question of the Gemara is, even if the child will become well at age of 25, you know, post Bamitza, the question is still the same. Is there a point in training right now? Is do we look at you know at this particular person's situation, or we just look at in, in general? Adult in this situation is exempt, so they also should be exempt. Or we say, no, this particular child eventually will be obligated to do the mitzvah, so let's train them right now. This is the rule. Any case where an adult is chayed from the Torah, we train the child. But if a godl, an adult today, would be exempt, then um, so this child is exempt. So since uh, any adult in this situation will be exempt, so therefore this child is exempt as well. Okay, then we learned that in, 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 in we bring a carbon rea, a carbon chagiga. A carbon rea is a carbon that you bring a carbon oil that completely gets consecrated on the mezbech, and a carbon chagiga you bring for yamtif. Uh, we had an argument, an argument. according to Beishamai, the more significant carbon is the carbon rea. You got to pay two coins for that, but only one coin for the karma chagiga. And Basil holds the converse that the karma chagiga is the more is the most superior one, and that one there requires two coins, and chagiga and the re only one. Now, what's the basis of that argument? So the Gemara explains. Beishamai, I mean, Hariyash take kasa. Hariyash two silver coins. Why is the Ria? He gives two reasons. Sharia, number one, oil the tire carbon is dedicated to Hashem. It gets totally burnt under his back. That makes it more chashu. So therefore you have to spend more on it. That's point number one. doesn't, you know, it's shared between Hashem and the, the, its owner. Now, point number two. Furthermore, but see, we find on another yam to Batseris Ashwus, Shiriba Bahen Hakosu Ba'ilas Yesimishlamim. There are a number of animals you bring up as a carbon and shoes, and the vast majority of those animals are you bring you know seven whole sheep, and you bring a bull, and you bring two rams, and these are all a total of ten animals are, are all oilis. And then you bring two sheep or two lambs for your um, shlamin. So therefore. We see clearly from here that oilers are more important than ashlamim when it comes to yamtiv. So these are the two reasons the Bishamai gives. Says the Gemara Basil, what's Basil going to say? He'll give you two reasons, counter reasons. Ariya ma kazariya, a single coin with Hagigish, take kazariya too. And the reason for that is Shechagiga yeshna lifnadibur. Before Matan Torah, the only carbon they brought was a carbon shlamim, carbon chagiga, because it says in the Pasha Meshvatim we just read a couple of weeks ago 
that the, he just sent the young the youngsters and the and these are Nari Bene Yisro, and these Nari Bene Yisro, they made him as Bech, and they bring they brought a Karma Shlamim. And it says the ba midbar, is like a Yamtiv celebrating, it's like a Karma Khagiga. It wasn't Yamtiv, but it's like a Karma Khagiga. And that's what they brought before Matantaida. Look how significant it is. It's the first carbon you brought. We're soon going to ask in that very posse, it says also they brought an oil. So what's the anyway? We'll soon see. So first of all, it predates it. So that's why Chagiga is more significant. Second of all, when the, the, the 12 leaders of the tribes went ahead and they donated, when they inaugurated the, the Mishkan, and each one donated a carbon, that they brought many more shlamim than Eilis. Um, so these are two significant reasons why Chagigim important. It, it predates the the, the Euler, and also when they inaugurate the Mishkan, what they bring mainly Shlomo. Says the Gemara, and I will try to understand why each one disagrees with the other one. my timer. What is the reason Beisilo that Why doesn't he recognize the reasons of Beishamai? He'll explain. The Gemara who says that he is better than the tired animal gets consecrated and burnt for Hashem. So he'll counter that by saying, Adarabha, Chagiga Adifa, Chagiga is better. Because there are two people, two consumers. Ari only has one consumer, so therefore you spend less. Chagiga has two consumers, Hashem and the owner of the animal has to eat it, uh, most parts of it. So therefore you have to spend more. The Izbosh Deachilis, it has two people, two eating from it. That's number one. And then the other argument that Yubei Shammai said, because Shavuos, you have many more oilers than Shlamim. I'll tell you why we don't live from Matzeris. We're talking about over here a personal carbon. Every individual has to bring a carbon rear. Every individual has to bring a carbon chagiga. And you're bringing me a proof from the communal carbonas that were brought in Shavuos that represented the entire Jewish nation. You can't compare these two carbonas. Maybe that in carbon tzibur, Eilis is more significant. But we're talking about a private carbon, personal carbon. Done in carbon yachri, we learn one personal carbon from another one. And there we find that there are many more shlamims than Eilis, but ain't done in carbon yachri with carbon tzibur. We don't learn from shulis, which is a communal carbon. Says the Gemara. Um, and, and the Nassim, the carbon that they brought, was a personal carbon, even though they represented their tribe. Each one brought their own personal carbon. So why does Beshame like Basil's reasons? So he'll counter as follows. The Kamra, that that you say Chagiga is better, the Yeshua Lifna predates it. You're looking at Pasik, they brought not only Islam, but also Borodia. With the Kamra, the other argument you had, the Nailist Minasim, the other argument you had that let's learn from the Nasim, the personal carbon, that was a one off event. We cannot learn something which takes place repeatedly from a one-off event. One-off events, you know, it's called sometimes hirasha. Can't learn from that. Donin things which are continuous from things which are continuous. But ain't donin things which continuous. But davish So something that's only only a one-off. Well, Basil, now we ask a question, Basil. Basil's whole argument was that it predates it, but Bishama is right. There was an oil done as well. Well, Basil, what's his whole argument? Why Chagig is more significant? The Yeshna Lifna Dibber was brought up before Matera, the Sivit says, they brought up the, the, the young youngsters, they brought up the Karbish Shlamim, Rianami, Riosa Hoksiv, it says in, in, in it says there in the same posseg, Vayalu Oilus. That they brought up oil, so that also predates the Matan Torah. What's the difference between an oil and Chagiga? So the Gemara says, "Kesavri Basil Basil holds that oil shehikrivul Yisrael." And this is going to be a big argument now in the Gemara. That particular oil that they brought in the Midbar, oilas 
Tomid Haver. That oil that they brought was actually an oilless Tomid. In other words, it was a communal carbon. Hill said before, you cannot learn from communal carbon. But the Pasik says that they brought an oiler and they brought shlamim. That shlamim was personal, but that oiler was a communal carbon. It was the oilless tummy, the carbon tummy that we bring every day. They just, and that carbon was already brought before Matan Torah. And therefore, we cannot learn from that. So all we can learn from is the shlamim. Shlamim is the only carbon they brought before Matan Torah. I beshamay, beshamay will hold. He said that the carbon oil that these youngsters brought was actually the carbon re. It wasn't Yom Tov yet, but because they're about to see Hashem, it says, they saw Hashem. So therefore, they brought a carbon oil. So that's the same thing with oil is When you see Hashem three times a year, when we go to the base of the you bring a carbon with you, an oilless Riyah for seeing Hashem. Even though it wasn't Yom them, they saw Hashem, and therefore they brought that carbon. So according to Shammai, the oil that they brought before Mantoida was oilless Ria, and according to Basil, it was a carbon tamid. So now the Gemara will discuss that. Our Baisabaya. Beishamai, who says that that carbon was an oilless Ria, and Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shmuel, Kulusra, they all hold that the oilless Shikribi Shogmibur, that oil they brought was an oilless Ria. The carbon oilus rear or base hill and rabbi, which we just had, and rabbi Kiva and rabbi Shagul, which we'll talk about soon. Coolest rule they will hold that oilus shikivi saw midbar oilus tamid have They will hold that the oil was brought in the midbar was actually a carbon, the communal carbon oilus tamid. Well, Beshamah who says that it was an oilus rear, we just explained that. Rabbi Shmuel, which Rabbi Shmuel are you talking about? We have a very interesting argument between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shmuel says that the general rules were set. In other words, when, when Moshe Rabbeinu Matantayr, did he give us all the nitty-gritty, all the minutiae, all the dinim, or he just gave us a general Ten Commandments, a few other mitzvahs, general, and then afterwards, over time, he explained it. So Rabbi Shmuel says, that everything that was said in Sinai was in general rules. Many of them were vague. We had no idea what they had to do. And and then afterwards, Parshas Vayikra, for example, was said when the Mishkan was set up, and that was um, um, when all the details came out. Prior to that, they had no idea. So you look in the end of Parshas Yisra, you know, all we, all we were told is, make yourself a Mizbech, you're going to bring oilers and shlamik, or whatever, exactly how you meant to bring it, no details, because that didn't happen until much later when it was necessary. That was, as it was necessary, it, became, it was given real to us. However, so at the time, of Matan Torah, they had no idea how to bring these kabbalas. And Rabbi Kiva says, "Kulolish uprotis nemre besinai." Everything was given to us in Hasinai, including all the details. The Nishnu Boma is repeated again when the Mishkan was inaugurated, and therefore that's Pasha of Yechum Yikra. And the Nishtal Shlubavas Ma'ay Moshe Benu before he passed away, it says, "Hoyel Moshe Bayer as a Torah." Moshe Benu start explaining the Torah. That's happened. You repeat everything again. Now, Yisal Kedata, and if you're going to say that. If you're going to say that the carbon oil, the small, they didn't have no idea. One of the laws of, of, of an oil is that you have to, the way you cut the skin apart, you cut the limbs up. And if you can tell me that we had no idea how to do that till, till uh, almost uh, you know, a year later, Nissen, when they built the Mishkan. So, how is it possible they brought the carbon oil of Tamid for a certain period of time, one way, and then afterwards they changed the, the method of bringing the carbon oil? Obviously, they did not bring an oil of Tamid yet, and that oil that we read about in the Tater was an oil of Zriya. 
which is which is like that initially when they since they didn't know the details of Rabbi Shmuel, so they brought it without stripping it, without cutting it up, all of it, dismembering it. at the end, boy, you have to do it later on in suddenly we found out that the oil has to be brought up differently. Must be that they did not bring an oilist tummet until Parshas Vayikra, until Rosh Chayish listened. I, the Taylor says that these young people brought up an oilist. That must be an oilist Ria, a personal carbon. That's number two. Who's the third Tana? Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar. Who is that? Tanya. We learned that the Pasik, that Euler, this is in addition to the Euler's Tamid, that was made in Hasinah. It says the Euler's Tamid that was made in Hasinah. Come along, Rabbi Lazar says, not, it doesn't mean literally was made, that it was, you, you learned about its activities on Sinai. How to do it, but they didn't actually do it till later. But he had to They bring it until the month of Nisan when the Mishkan was set up. Rabbi Kiva says no. Karva, they did bring it up and have Sinai. So Kiva clearly holds that that oil that they brought was an oil of Tamid. Mishulah, but didn't stop. And so Rabbi Loza holds that they that they did not bring it till Nisan, which clearly means he holds that the oil that the Torah mentions must have been an oil of Sriya. What do I do? It says in the Pasuk, so I'm saying that they brought the carbon after the month of Nisan. The Navi reprimands the Eden and says, Did you bring me any carbonas? 40 years while you were in the Midbar? It sounds like they didn't bring, even after Nisan, it sounds like they didn't bring any carbonas in the Midbar because he's reprimanding them for not. So the Gemara says, it was Shifte Shalevi Shala of the Vajazara Haini Kivoisa. The Bnei Yisrael who worshipped the eagle, they didn't bring any kabanas. Maybe they were disqualified for being kabanas. Like they were like, you know, idol worshippers. Um, and the Mephoshim have a problem, but they did chuvah, so why couldn't they bring kabanas? But that's what the Gemara seems to be saying. But the tribe of Levi who never worshipped the eagle, they brought the kabanas during the 40 years, they brought a carbon top. But what is he clearly from here? Rabbi Lazar holds that the carbon oil they brought in the beginning was not an oil of Tamid, that only started from Nissan. What it was was an oil of Sriya. Okay, that's the one side of the now, on the other side of the ledger, we have Base Hill, which, which we know holds that it was an oilless Tamid. Base Hill, Hodamu, we just said that. Rabbi Akiva, Hanamid, Amakiva, we just had an argument about Lazar. He says clearly, Ho'asuya, Bahasina, means they brought a carbon Tamid from Mount Tair onwards. And the third one, Rabbi Shaguli, Tanya, Rabbi Shaguli, he says, Sholish, Mitzvah, Nitztavu, Yisrael, the three Mitzvahs that the Jews were instructed to do. Every time we're Euler Regal, we go to the base of Migdash during the three and Tavim, you have to come to Panas with three Mitzvahs. Number one, Ria, the Mitzvah of seeing and bring a carbon, Chagiga, the carbon Chagiga, and the Mitzvah of Simcha, the Mitzvah of, 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 of Shalmei Simcha. Uh, in other words, they used to bring, now this Mitzvah of Shalmei Simcha, you have to have meat. And, but from a carbon. So if they made personal promises in the Dorim and the they brought that to the base of Middash. And, um, but um, what do you call it? And if not, they had to bring a separate carbon called the carbon simple. Uh, so now the Gemara, now he continues, Rabbi Yishti, Yesh Beria, that each one has a certain stringency that others don't have. Yesh Beria, She'en Bishtayin, the other two don't share in common. Yesh Bechagig, She'en Bishtayin, Chagig has one that they don't have, but Yesh Bechagig, She'en So now he delineates each one. Yesh Beria, She'en Bishtayin, She'aria, Oyla, Kulagoy, that he is totally burnt for Hashem. Ma'ashen, Ke'en Bishtayin, on the hand of the two. Yesh Bechagig, Ma'ashen, Bishtayin, Chagig has something over the other two. She'chagig, Yesh, Nalif, Nehadibur, Chagig predates all of them. Clearly from here, sorry, I'm saying another two. Clearly, Chagiga predates, but not the Ria, because he holds that the carbon oil that they brought was an oilas tummy, the communal carbon. 
and yes, be simcha mashaim b'shtein. What does simcha have? Shas simcha nehek is ba'an noshim uben noshim. Women also have the mitzvah of simcha says the samachta atu beisecha. Mashaim b'shtein. The other two women are exempt. Says the Gemara. Okay, we hear what you're saying, but we have a problem with one of the tanaim you mentioned, Rabbi Shmuel. You said that Rabbi Shmuel my time a kumukul beishamay. Why did you decide Rabbi Shmuel learns like beishamay? Your problem was that Rabbi Shmuel says we didn't know the details until the month of Nisan, and you find it difficult to understand, believe that they brought a carbon tumid before Matan one way without knowing the details, and then after Nisan they brought another way. That's your difficulty. Well, I want you to know that Bishmol has no problem with that. He actually holds that the laws changed, and therefore that Bishmol could actually also agree with Hill that the carbon that he brought before Mantaida was a carbon oilless tumid. Where do we see that? So says, my time of Bishmol, why did you decide that Bishmol followed Bisham because you thought if oilish you give us a little bit oilish tamid, it was an oilish tamid. Me can be the is there anything to be cut of like boy has to do it? Initially, you didn't have to, you know, cut the, the, the skin in a certain way, dissect it, and then um, and cut the uh, limbs up. All of a sudden, to do it. And then afterwards, it changed. You find it difficult. I want you to know, but Abiyasi Haglili, Abiyasi Haglili, the Ammar who said. That oilishy kriwi yisrobe mibar oilish tamid abar basically which you just said a minute ago believes that the carbon oil they brought like hillel was an oilish tamid and yet he says clearly me cut a light boy have to do initially when they brought it it was not cut up properly all the side boy have to do and then they changed it was not a problem initially they had the, the rules were one way later on the rules changed. But where do we see that? So why can't the Bishmol be the same? The Tanya, which is a says, Euler, she is on me, but the Euler, the very first Euler they brought, which is an Euler's Tumid, I believe, Eina to Una Hefshir to did not require the stripping and the, and the cutting up. Lefisha Ein Hefshir, Vinatuach, these laws of Hefshir Tuach did not come into effect. Only when they were told to us in Pashas of Ayikra and onwards. In that respect, it seems to agree with Bishmol that Hasina didn't know the details. So we see there's, not, there's nothing wrong if it changes. If the tater change the rule, the tater change the rules. So what says he right? Sami Mekan Abishmol, erased from here Abishmol's name. We're talking about the carbon that the Eden broke right before Matan Torah. And that carbon was, they brought Shlomit and they brought an oiler. So boy, Chizah has a question. How, how do we read the Pasuk? How do we read the Pasuk? The Pasuk, so he sent the young people from Israel, they brought up they brought up oilers. And then they brought up um, shlamim uh, bulls. The question is, the word bulls, is that only going on the shlamim, the shlamu bulls, but the oilers were lambs, or the word bulls would go on the entire possible. So says, the yalu oilers, do we read as if it says kvasim, the oilers they brought up as lambs, and the next part of the possible, parim, parim is only referring to shlamim, oilers perhaps, either video part of the parim. Says the Gemara, lamayna afkimin, what's the difference? What's the difference? We need to know today what happened then when they brought bulls or, or lambs. So I'm going to give two answers. We need to know the trap. We need to know how to sing the cantillations because in the snachta is a stop. If the two parts of the Pasik are totally different, that the oilis were one kind of animal and the shlumming were a different kind of animal, then the word oilis would have an asnachta underneath it. But if it's um, if it's all the same carbon, then it would be a mapach pashta or something like that, which means you continue the flow. That's one. That's uh, one difference, which we need to know. Therefore, now we actually read it in the snachta. But if the pshat in the pasuk is that that uh, they brought the bulls also for the oilers, then we should change the snachta to mahapach. Um, another difference is the person says that I take upon myself to bring an animal 
a consecrated animal. Exactly the, like the oil that he even brought in the midbar. So we need to know what, what kind of animal it was. My was it a bull or was it a sheep? Lamb. Take good question. And we don't know the answer. What actually happened at that time? Okay, I think we'll stop.